Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today I'm talking to Lauren Mary Kim, stuntwoman, martial artist, and actor who has helped bring to life such beloved characters like Ahsoka and the Armorer. From motion capture with Ray Park for The Siege of Mandalore to being on set with Jon Favreau in the volume for The Mandalorian, Lauren's hard work and incredible talent has made her an integral part of some of the most iconic and badass moments in Star Wars. This is Talking Bay 94, Episode 102, Lauren Mary Kim. Well, Lauren, I just want to go all the way back to the beginning. What inspired you? What made you want to get into stunts? I know initially you were dancing, and what kind of made you even want to do that to begin with? I've been taking dance lessons ever since I was like a child. My parents put me into that. And then, um, you know, I was just always into performing arts, uh, acting. I did like plays as a kid. I did competitive acrobatics. So it was like a natural progression to get into martial arts and then stunt work. I've always been a very physical person. So it's been a really, you know, I can't imagine myself not doing something in this field, you know, using my body in some type of artistic format. So yeah, I couldn't imagine myself like behind a desk. Um, <laughs> right. I just, yeah, even though I have a business degree, which is mm-hmm. ironic, but I'm not using it, obviously. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be like in finance and everything in college. But then once I started taking like finance classes, I was like, ah, this is so boring. I don't think I could do it. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I think most people that take finance classes also think that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like a whole nother language to me. <laughs> So you came to Hollywood as a dancer, and then what made you want to even transition to the stunt world and martial arts to to begin with? What was kind of that journey for you? Well, I was like uh, pursuing dance uh, when I moved to LA. I was a Laker girl. Um, You know, I went on tours. I did music videos. I did the whole auditioning thing. Um, But I just didn't feel like it was me. I just felt Mm kind of unhappy with it. Uh, It was really competitive. People were really cutthroat in the business of dance. Um, And then I met a bunch of stunt guys and they introduced me to this world that I was like, wow, I feel like this is more me because I'm like a tomboy at heart as well. And I was always kind of a daredevil growing up. So it kind of just was an easy transition. And I just fell in love with stunt work. 16 years later, I'm still doing it. So that's awesome. Crazy. That's awesome. I'd love to hear some of like your early roles, your early experiences on set, you know, learning the art of not only martial arts, but kind of translating that to the screen. Cause I know that it's, it's an art form in itself. I mean, you know, you go down your entire filmography and it's just incredible, incredible stuff. And obviously you're learning from the best in the business, as you're saying over 16 years, um, what were your experiences very early on and how is that kind of translated as you've moved further and further into your career? like you said, like you meet all these great people along the way in your journey. Like one of the people I met was Jackie Chan. I got to work with him on Rush Hour 3 and I pretty much just studied him like and watched him work. And he, I just learned that he, he was just such a hard worker with no ego. And he would like literally sweep the floor when we were not doing takes and like helping other departments, just trying to be efficient. And then like, you know, the way he like, approaches like fight scenes it's like just so creative and different and like he brings a different type of life to like a fight scene you know it's not just a fight scene it's like comedic it's like using the environment around you like it was just really cool to see and learn from him um 
Like, I don't know if you've seen Police Story, but, you know. Oh, my God. I was going to bring it. I was just about to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, naked doing a fight. But it's, like, so well done how they, like, cover, like, body parts of him. <laughs> so, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, we'll move into the, the big, big, big things. On the IMDb, I had to make a note when I was writing questions for this. And it just kind of stuck out to me. I don't know how much work you did on it. It's one of those things that I love about Star Wars is the Connect Star Wars video game. It says you did stunts for that. And uh, I'm interested, like, how much you actually worked on that or what your involvement was in that at all. Man, that, I mean, it's funny because you work on all these projects and you don't necessarily remember everything. And I, I do remember that set because I, I was doing motion capture and... Um, right. but I don't, honestly, I don't even remember the characters they did mocap for, <laughs> That's great. but I mean, I remember yeah. doing fights for sure, but yeah, I, at that time I was like, what is connect? I don't even know what this is. So <laughs> I don't think anyone knew what that I mean, was. do people still play it? No. Oh. <laughs> so it's like done already. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess moving then into, uh, you, you mentioned motion capture and of course that's where you were led to with Ahsoka, especially, uh, but even before then, you know, you're doing things like working with J.J. Abrams on uh, the first Star Trek movie and then moving through over and over again, like all these incredible things. And then, of course, uh, what stands out to me is the Netflix Marvel shows and the awesome work that you were doing there. How did you first get involved with that universe? And, and I mean, that kind of has a whole world and fandom on its own and, and almost kind of an, an intro step to then this crazy fandom world of, of Star Wars itself. Yeah, I mean, once I got into the Marvel uh, Netflix world, I kind of was like in it. <laughs> um, the first one was uh, obviously doubling Elodie Young as Elektra, which was like right. such a milestone in my career because I got to help develop her style and like um, right. I got to train her and we started moving a lot alike. And it was really cool to like watch like the final product and both her and I were like, wait, I can't, is that me? Is that you? I, I have no <laughs> idea. Right. Um, so that was really cool. And I, I really developed a really good relationship with her. And she's like one of my favorite people. She's so humble and like down to earth, like just a good person. Um, and then from there, I got to meet like a lot of the producers and directors. So I got cast as um, one of the uh, Crane sisters in Iron Fist in season two. Mm -hmm. And that was such a blast because I got to play myself. Right. As, like one of the uh, iconic like comic book characters um, and I actually got lines. <laughs> so that was really <laughs> cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And, and then, of course, you know, you get introduced to the Marvel world. And so then I kind of first take notice. And then as we move into especially last year with Clone Wars coming out and kind of this whole build up to everything. Right. First, it was announced, of course, Ray Park was going to be doing mocap for Darth Maul. Uh, during the Seizure Mandalore, which was super exciting. But then as more and more behind the scenes footage came out, then it kind of was like, hey, FYI, like here's who is doing the actual physicalized work for Ahsoka. And it was super cool being able to see that happen in real life. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got connected with that project initially. And then your experiences working not only with Ray Park, but that entire Clone Wars team. Yeah, so, man, I... I got called to work on Clone Wars. And of course, you know, they don't tell you the name of the project, anything. And then once I signed like my life away, uh, <laughs> they told me what I was doing. And I was like, oh my God, this is like crazy. Like they right. want me to do that. Um, it was almost surreal. And then immediately I started researching her, you know, trying to get like a good grasp on how she moved and like what they wanted her to move like. And I remember like, 
the day before I had to meet Ray Park and start rehearsals with him, I was like nervous. I was like, yeah, oh, is he going to be nice? Is he like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, he's someone I looked up to for so long. And then to actually right. like, meet and work with him would be crazy. But once I met him, he was like the coolest guy, like no ego, just like amazing to work with great energy, so playful. And then we, we started choreographing both of our sides. Like he choreographed his Darth Maul side and I choreographed the Ahsoka side. And we did that like in a couple of days and then we flew to San Francisco and met Dave Filoni and we got some input from him. And then it was just such an easy shoot, like, you know, so streamlined and um, everything just kind of clicked and worked together. And yeah, it was just an intense day of shooting, only one day of shooting, but we, right. we, we got through it. <laughs> That's incredible. And I, I love to think because, of course, then we see Ahsoka in live action in season two and think that, I mean, this is the first time we've really seen Ahsoka again, kind of brought to life in a little bit more of a three-dimensional way than the typical computer-generated. And really, it was the first step to then Rosario Dawson's portrayal, which I, I just love. Was was that connection with Dave Filoni then how you got connected with The Mandalorian? Or how did that process kind of happen for you? Because then you ended up really setting the tone for a lot of these different standout episodes. Yeah, so I met Dave, obviously, on Clone Wars. And then I knew the stunt coordinator for Mandalorian. I worked with him on like mile 22. And then he's like, he actually hired me for season one of Mandalorian doubling the armorer, which was played by Emily Swallow. So uh, Ryan Watson, who's the coordinator was like, I have this girl that I think would be really good to double Emily for um, the armorer. He's like, her name's Lauren Kim. And Dave Filoni's like, I know her. (laughs) (laughs) I just worked with her. So it kind of like, kind of meant to be it was just like fate I guess and then Dave's like sure bring in Lauren and then he's like (laughs) I do kind of want like that Filipino style like Filipino martial arts style John Favreau is also a big fan of the Filipino martial arts Mm -hmm. um so I got to do that kind of style as the armor for that fight and then from there because I had the relationship already with Mandalorian and Everyone, all the teams there. That's how I got to double Diana and Asanto as mm-hmm. uh, fighting um, Ahsoka. So it was just like right. full circle, you know. I yeah. played her, and then I get to fight her now. So right, <laughs> really cool. Uh, that's super great. Because then, I mean, of course, you got to double all of that, and then I know there were plans for you to double Amara as well in uh, Chapter Four, and then I'm sure there were other elements throughout while you were there kind of the season you were kind of the go-to if there was a need for a stunt or for a double which I think is a super great testament to not only like your style but also your ethic and and kind of how you are on set which I thought was just a great thing to see kind of at the end of every episode I was like yep there's there's Lauren Kim. this is great <laughs> yeah I, I feel very honored to be able to be a part of that like whole like world because You know, I've always dreamed of working in the Star Wars realm, but like I felt like it was just so out of reach because they shot it always in like the UK. And I'm like, I don't live in the UK. They're not going to (laughs) find someone there. So it was just really cool that we actually got to shoot in Los Angeles, which is like super rare nowadays because nothing shoots there anymore. Right. Again, your filmography is incredible. I don't think I've ever interviewed someone that has just done this many movies and this many incredible things. And, you know, you kind of go from stunts to motion capture, and I'd be interested to kind of see what how you approach it and if it's any different, right? Because I'm sure, you know, when you're on a blank soundstage with tennis balls uh, on a mocap <laughs> suit, that's a lot different than being on a set that's fully realized or being on a set that might just be green screens. 
Um, what is your approach? Is it the same when you're ever approaching each of these projects or what, what kind of is that mentality as you move into each one of these? Honestly, I try to envision it as if I'm the character, um, always, no matter what, like if I'm in mocap, you have to imagine a little bit more. So, um, I really try to embody whatever I'm portraying. Like, um, I worked on Mortal Kombat 11 and I got to pretty much do every character, every female character on that, uh-huh. on that video game. So like if I was Devorah, you know, she's a bug lady. She has like bugs <laughs> in her mouth and she's like, right. kinda, she's very animalistic. So I would like hunch over and I would like breathe a little heavier and like, you know, I would start yet, yeah, like I would start like emulating the way that she, I think that she sounds like, I, like seethe in my like mouth. Like I really like even vocalize, even though they're not capturing like my sound, I still try to yeah. get the whole essence of her. <laughs> and so I'm like super loud at mocap. So like the door will be open and all these guys are, are animating outside to hear me. They're like, oh, Lauren's here again. <laughs> <laughs> she can hear me like yelling and screaming like right. the character you know i played jackie briggs and like um sonia so i try to like portray them so it was yeah. it's really fun um wh- whereas when you're on a live studio action you know the actor gets to do a lot of that but then i actually try to study my actors and i like to see how they walk how they act how they carry themselves as the character uh, because you got to like portray that when you're doing action, you have to get the essence of them in their character. So like when I doubled Emily, I didn't have the opportunity to meet her. So I like listened to her voice and I like, um, I think I researched her too, um, just to like understand who she was as a, as a person. But I know that Dave also wanted her to be a very strong female um, character. And so I like at the end, I really like bash the uh, stormtrooper and like, right look like I just really try to like emphasize like what she is as a person so yeah 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 well it worked it worked very well <laughs> <laughs> well I mean upcoming projects I'm sure you can't talk about too many I know I mean most recently you were a fight consultant on the most recent uh Disney Raya the Last Dragon uh, which is super super cool to see what other projects can people look for I'm sure you can't talk about too many but uh, anything that you might be excited about that you possibly could talk about? Man, I wish I could really talk about the one I'm on now <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's gonna, it's just gonna open up a whole nother door for people and the way we see lead actors and like the race of them. You know, growing up for me, I never got to see a lot of female Asian leads. I mean, if mm. we were in film and TV, it was because we were the love interest or the nail lady or the secretary or the best friend. We were never the lead. Um, And I think that goes for a lot of different races, like Middle Easterns, um, South Asians, you know, to be a part of this project that I'm on is just kind of groundbreaking. And I think things are evolving now, finally, that we can see like other races as leads now. I love it. And I mean, going back to Star Wars, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm half Middle Eastern. And so like, obviously never seeing representation on the screen in a saga that I love. And now slowly we are getting like more and more diverse faces in Star Wars, which I just, I just love. And so um, thank you for being part of that. And thank you for coming on and telling these stories. And I appreciate it. Thank you. And I think it's great that Star Wars, I think is very colorless in a sense that you can be any race and be related to any race because it's a world that is, like beyond our world and so 
you could be an alien or, you know, any Asian or Middle Eastern or, you know, any race, really. So it's kind of cool that they are able to be open with that. Definitely. Well, Lauren, thank you for your time. And I know it's uh, a little late for you. It's a little early for us. And so I appreciate (laughs) making this time difference work. And uh, it's really an honor. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Lauren for making the time for this interview, especially with her busy schedule. Make sure you're following her on Instagram at Lauren Mary Kim to keep up with all the incredible things she's doing. Next week is my really fascinating conversation with author Alexander Freed. So you have a few days to finish up Alphabet Squadron. If right now, after you're done listening to this show, you can go leave a five-star rating and a review for the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, it really means the world and it really does help the show. So until then, stay tuned, leave that five-star review. May the force be with you.